Let us go into the word quickly, which is recorded in Psalm 118, verse 22. Psalm 118, verse 22 is the word meant for us to meditate and to know and to receive the benefits of it. The Bible portion that we are going to meditate now, it's a very common passage in the Christian world being repeatedly mentioned and shared. The portion is this, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone or the cornerstone of the building. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone of the building of the Lord. It's being repeatedly written in the New Testament in many places. Matthew chapter 21 verse 42. Mark chapter 12 verses 10 and 11. Luke chapter 20 verse 17. Acts 4 11. And also 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4. All these verses repeatedly say the same truth being revealed in the New Testament for us to make sure of knowing this fact. God does not want us to miss out this particular promise at any point in any level. So he covers through all the epistles and also in the gospels. The stones rejected by the builders have become the cornerstones. That is the message that Lord Jesus gave me today. The rejected one by this world, but chosen by God. A rejected family by the community, but chosen by God for his glory. A rejected education, qualification, but chosen for God's glory in his kingdom and in this world. Today, the Holy Spirit says, I am going to pick up all the rejected people. Rejected qualifications, rejected things of your life, and I want to select it. I want to pick them up. I want to take them in my hand to build my house and build my kingdom. The rejected stone became the cornerstone, the unavoidable stone. My sweet friends, there are two things always coming across this world. One is the rejection, the next is acceptance. Many years ago, I was part of a wedding ceremony. A huge banquet was served. I was already there since I was one of the priests. Welcome to be in the front row, first row. So we were given a very special service. And one of the richest men or the VIPs known to them also was in the same row of banquet. I was quietly having my dinner on and this particular person, counted to be an important one, started talking about himself so loudly. He was talking to his friends and people standing around. I am the most blessed man in the world. I have achieved all that I wanted. I married the person I wanted. I had the children of my choice. And I found the houses, buildings and industries of my own preference. 
I am so blessed. I'm a man of great achievements. I never failed in my life. I achieved whatever I wanted. And people were literally so excited about his words. They were acknowledging. Even to a certain extent I know him, he was not making a false statement. He was absolutely right that he was such a great and successful man in the sight of people. My heart was broken. I could not continue enjoying my dinner. I said, Lord, what is this? I cannot make that statement. I cannot repeat as he mentioned so far. I cannot imitate his statement. I cannot say the same way he was talking about his glorious past. I cannot say whatever I wanted happened. I cannot say all my desires took place. I cannot say all my aspirations came to existence. No, I could never say that. How come this brother who never know Jesus, who never understood the reality, who never had the knowledge of Christ, but this man could say all these things. Why not I, a believer, a man of God? I could never say that. I have succeeded in all my plans and I have been prosperous in all my ways. That was really touching my heart and breaking me to a certain point. When I was still thinking about it, sinking into the subject, I heard the Lord Jesus speaking through me, speaking to me in a very simple and clear way. He said, John, it is true. Whatever he says is true. Everything he wanted has taken place in his life. That is the real failure of his life. Whatever he wanted, he desired has taken place. Oh, what a sad thing. Nothing of God's plan has come through, true, come through his life. Nothing of the will of God, nothing of the desire of Jesus, nothing of the eternal plans of God, he happened to enjoy. No, whatever he wanted has taken place. But in your case, John, you are a blessed man. Nothing of your choice has taken place. Nothing of your desire was honored by God. Nothing of your plans succeeded and prospered. But the good news is, whatever I wanted for you, have taken place. Whatever I planned for you have come through. Born to the parents I appointed for you. Born in the place chosen by me, by the Heavenly Father. You are born on the exact date and time of the choice of Jesus, choice of the Lord. And you studied in the exact place where I wanted you to study. You married the person whom I have chosen for you. Anything and everything which has happened upon your life has been chosen by me, the eternal Savior and eternal God. You know something? All my doubts were cleared. Confusion's gone. I started eating so crazily. I finished all my dinner in few minutes. My heart was full. My belly was full. My mind was full. I kept thanking God all the way home. When I, when I was returning home, Lord, I'm so thankful to you that none of my plans succeeded, but all your plans succeeded. Rejected and accepted. And we are wanted by two kingdoms in this world. Many people think that we are useless, we are no good, we are fit for nothing. But you know something was so highly demanded in this world. 
there is a huge society community called the kingdom of satan psalm 16 book of matthew says kingdom of satan and also ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 and 14 kingdom of satan do you know that that is the kingdom wanting you that is why he has been coming behind you all the time yes you you met with an accident of love failure you say you will never love a person next day he will send another girl for you you will forget the entire miseries you forget the lessons you learned you'll go behind them same with the girls you will say you will never look at the boy after this particular bitter experience and broken him and you shall continue see new people coming upon your life satan will become never tired of chasing you next day you will find a better person looking like a person of better love and better accomplishment you will think and say that he is matching your needs he will look like a fulfillment repeatedly he is behind you my sweet friends satan will never become tired of you one day my pastor taught me a truth he said john if you want to be a real servant and evangelist you should be like satan he said I got so shocked pastor please say me some good words i'm going to do the ministry of god why are you wanting me to become like him i was so worried about the statement my pastor smiled and said there are two things you must learn from satan satan will never become tired of following up a person till you go to the grave he will try try to find a chance to drag you Even at the age of 80, 90, still he is behind you. Genesis 15, 17, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, at the age of 99, at the age of 100, the Lord called him and said, Abraham, walk before me uprightly. You know the Hebrew root word says, be a moral man before you. at the age of 80 at the age of 90 at the age of 100 when you meet an old man you will never say the word be a moral person be faithful to your wife even at that age satan is there for you till he we go to the grave he is trying to find a chance he doesn't run away because you are anointed He is not tired because knowing the word of God in and out. He doesn't give up because you are part of a full-time ministry following an apostle all through your life. He doesn't strike off your name from his book because your name is written in the book of life. No. He will chase you till the end. My pastor said you must be like Satan to chase a soul, a person till the end. Till it becomes too late. Don't give up. Don't stop your prayer, don't stop your calls, don't stop your telephone conversation with him. Don't give up. Follow him. All through. Daniel Moody was a great man. He had four friends. He was praying for them every day. Even on the last day. His last prayer request was, Lord, I want my friends to be saved. He was praying for the more than 40 years every day. 
you know something the four friends came the four friends came to his funeral they looked at his face and they remembered one statement deal mudi made to them privately one day he used to say our friendship is only with this world when i go to heaven you cannot see me anymore to see me you have to come to heaven since you are living without christ you are going to the different world you can never come and see me if you happen to see me on the last day be sure that was the end of our fellowship you would never see me anymore that word broke their heart they looked at that face a loving face oh we could never see this face again unless we become the followers of christ you know something they fell down at the grave they became the children of the lord they simply give up if that's when is not okay for two days give up if he's angry for two days give up if the wife is not listening to you give up if he's not earning give up if he if she is sick give up we must learn from satan he doesn't give up and secondly pastor said satan never takes rest he's always doing something and pastor said to be a successful man of god in the kingdom of the lord you have to follow these two principles he tirelessly follow all through his life can you that's not my subject today you are demanded in two great kingdoms satan wants you so desperately he will do anything for you to catch you he is willing to give you wealth as well as poverty to trap you to drag you he will take you to any height and any pitch to bring you back to his own home you are wanted you are wanted in politics wanted in cinemas wanted in the group of gangsters you are wanted in the commerce world trading world you are wanted by the politicians or wanted by the cinema board leaders you are wanted everywhere in this world you think that there is nobody loving you there is the kingdom loving you they want you they want your money they want your time they want your attention they want your love they want your energy they want your strength they want your personal time they want you that is the kingdom which really wants you my friend you are a wanted person the hell needs you satan wants your company eternally he doesn't want to burn in the fire all alone crying he wants some guest in the hell he is desperately following every channel every possibility to drag on i was in france one day i in the in a room i wanted to browse the television can you just believe 150 cinema channels i asked that particular brother can i see one english news said sorry sir this hotel does not entertain news we have only cinemas 150 channels by the time you browse to find out one news channel it was already early morning but many people think oh i don't have anybody i am not loved i am not wanted in this world no there is a huge kingdom of devil really wants you it's after you it can go to any level to bring you down to his own fall it can use any possible means and provisions of this world secondly there is another kingdom called the kingdom of god you are wanted also there 
so the fight between the kingdom of satan and kingdom of god is for you there is a kingdom headed by the lord jesus full of love and compassion power and authority wealth and prosperity health and healing waiting for you sending the evangelists and pastors and prophets into the world in thousands and millions the living martyrs and the dying martyrs in different levels of the lives and experiences sacrifice of the lord is sending non-stop provisions of gospel into this world so you are a wanted person but do you think that you are a rejected person you are not wanted by anybody no there are two huge forces two authorities two kingdoms and two powers two kings two rulers the creator of the world and the ruler of this world wanting you you are in between these two columns you are wanted here you are wanted there you are expected here you are expected there you're welcome in hell you're welcome in heaven you're welcome to die or welcome to live you will be given all chances and possibilities to go down eternally you'll be given all chances and possibilities to go eternally to heaven to serve the lord and live with the lord you are a wanted person in this world but many times we think we are not wanted we are rejected no 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 today the message is very simple you are a wanted person in the kingdom of jesus and i was visiting one of the foreign countries i mean eastern countries in india a beautiful nation i was called to preach in a church the church was meant for drug addicts i never knew that i i felt very sorry wearing tie and all the suits and the translator never told me i was going to such a church <laughs> when i was entering i got shocked people are in different levels the pastor was having such a long hair and long beard his costume was different there was no bible i could see on the pulpit or any platforms i was taken by translator i thought i was in the wrong place i was in a pub when he was there I saw the power of God moving through everyone. People were falling down and vomiting and getting delivered. They were screaming the name of Jesus. The worship was on. And the pastor said, I got some bodyguards, Brother John. Don't worry, nobody will trouble you. And he said, the job was to go to the city squires to pick up all these people, semi-conscious, bringing them in a comfortable van and bringing them to the church. and the church strictly says no already christians welcome here and you know something the pastor told me i was one of them a man of god touched my life you know i was wanted by the world once more the temptations came The sellers came, the buyers came, the customers came, the clients came, the friends came, the fellowship people came, all kinds of people came. They were all after me. And one day, in one of my dreams, I saw a great light appear to me and said, My son, you are wanted here. Which one you like to choose? And he said, without understanding anything, 
Lord, let me be wanted here. Let me be wanted here. The Lord released him 101%. Gave him a special gift to cast out demons of addiction. And you know, my friends, a man of great sacrifice and compassion. He was picking up the people from the streets, hosting them till they are delivered, making them the men of God. Here comes our second subject in this matter. When you are demanded by these two worlds, there comes a big question called perfection. Satan uses one single word all the time. You are not perfect. Yes, we are not perfect. Pastor Thelonian 3.10 says our faith is not perfect. And we are not perfect in anything. And the Bible talks about an imperfectionist, perfectionism in a repeated way. First Corinthians chapter 39 also. Our knowledge is not perfect. Even the way we prophesy is not perfect. We are living in a very imperfect world. We are not perfect at all. But God wants us to be perfect. Matthew chapter 5 verse 48 says, Be perfect as your father is perfect. 30 to 4, book of Deuteronomy. His way is, is, he is perfect. Our God is perfect. Psalm 18.30 says, His way is perfect. And Psalm 19.7 says, The law is perfect. Our God is the perfect God. But we are not perfect. We are not perfect in law. We are not perfect in knowledge. We are not perfect in personality. We are not perfect in anything. We are not perfect in our education. We are not perfect in the way that we are making our life. Even James chapter 3 verse 2 says, When we cannot keep up our word, we become imperfect. Man is not perfect when he cannot hold his word, when he cannot keep his word, when he cannot walk according to the word of God. Perfect. There are only few perfect people in the Bible. Even they were tested by God to see the reality of the perfection. We are not perfect. That's the only word said. You are not perfect to go to church. Your faith is not perfect, your prayer is not perfect, your life is not perfect, your holiness is not perfect, your personal life is not perfect, you are not perfect, so better come to me. I don't mind people coming with all sorts of ugliness to my kingdom. I welcome all the imperfect people. Come on! But here the story begins, my friends, today's word. We are not perfect, but we are complete in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! We are not perfect, but we are complete. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10 says, You are complete in Jesus. Yes. We are complete. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 9. Made per- you are made complete. And 13 verse 11, become complete. Complete. God has made us complete. And the Bible says, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21, He has made us perfect and complete. Perfection is a process, but the completion takes place the moment we come into Jesus. You become a completion. Let's bring the example from the Genesis chapter 3. We can begin from chapter 2, the book of Genesis chapter 2. 
the bible talks about how god created the man and woman the bible clearly says if we start reading from 15 how the lord finished all the works of the garden and brings the man to the garden and he wanted to find somebody for him he was halfway through he was a half person he was a semi person he was not a complete person and god created somebody can you know something brother god created eve to help adam if somebody wants to help you you must have a stronger person you are in the airport or the railway station you need a porter to carry your luggage you need to hire someone stronger than you but here first peter chapter 3 verse 7 says god created a weaker vessel to help this mighty man strong man perfect man complete man in every way but he was missing something in his life God wanted to help him support him give him a kind of a courage and the bible says god gave him a person who is not at all fit enough to handle certain things even today every man in the world makes a big complaint on eve that she was the reason for all the problems i'm not for it anyway she was not a perfect choice according to the human understanding because she became a reason for the problems But you know something that imperfect woman made Adam complete that's where god is coming inside you are an imperfect person but you are made complete god has a plan you complete it god has a project you are completing it god had a creation for all the six days but there was no completion this little woman made the creation complete The creation of God got completed with the creation of Eve. That's the final creation God made. Other things have been reproductions, not creations. The Lord made a completion with His poor woman, and the creation got completed. You know something? In midst of all your imperfections, Jesus makes you a complete one. You become a complete person, or I can say, you are making somebody's life complete. without you your your family is not complete without your child the family is not complete can you just imagine by bringing that particular woman into your life the blessed wife your life is made complete by you she's made complete oh having a child your family is made complete oh god makes the entire surrounding and the circumstances complete god completes his plan with an imperfect man man of all infirmities Second Corinthians chapter twelve verse nine. In your weaknesses, my strength will be made perfect. Which means what? He was not perfect. And the Bible says, if you read First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse ten, I labored more than all, but not me, but the grace which was with me, the grace which strengthened me. Galatians, Galatians chapter two verse seven says. The Lord who strengthens St Peter strengthen me also to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. In midst of all your imperfections you are made complete in Jesus. God uses you to complete somebody's life. Complete the plan of God in this world. Moses was the right choice for this devotion tonight. The Bible says if you read the book of Acts chapter 7 22 to 25 The Bible talks about his history in a very simplified and paraphrased paraphrased way. Moses was raised up in the palace in the 
personal tutorship of pharaoh and he was taught all the wisdoms knowledge of the ancient period the bible talks about it. he became mighty in word and deed he was full of the wisdom of this world mighty in deed and word and he assumed that the people will accept him to be the leader that's the story there from 22 25 and when he knew that he was rejected by his own people that he was not to be a leader for them he had to run away even moses had a thought he can redeem the people with his might wisdom and knowledge he acquired by the universities of egypt so happened he had to run away moses failed in his first attempt of saving just one fellow with his all might and wisdom he could not save one person he could not face one penalty he had to run away you know something that attempt of moses was rejected but moses was not rejected by god his plans were rejected but he was not rejected where we make the mistake where satan comes and talks to us when when we fail in our exam we think that we failed in our life no failing in exam is different failing in life is different life is different from what we really do failure in your business does not mean failed many times the more we fail in the worldly life if we succeed in the plans of god your failure does not mean that you have failed yes your company failed but not you your proposals failed but not you because there is no failure in jesus you cannot fail second corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 god makes us triumphing he makes us march triumphantly all over all through in jesus but there are failures appearing on our way the failure is not the failures i say again you failed in studies but not in the plan of god you failed in business not in the will of god you failed in your ministry but not in the purposes of god you are different from the external world you are different from what you do many a times we are failed or we are rejected we are thrown away but not as exactly you are still a chosen vessel of god moses was totally rejected even he thought he failed but the bible clearly says he was again brought back verse 35 This same Moses can you believe my friends this same Moses the Lord brought again he was still the chosen vessel of God some of our efforts failed that does not mean that we have failed no my friends our perfectionism the way we think to be perfect many things makes us feel who oh, i missed it i missed the target i missed the will i missed the plan no god always uses the imperfect people to complete this job because you are already complete in jesus say one hallelujah to the lord and the bible says moses was there in the wilderness appearing before this particular sinai desert And the Lord appeared to him in the burning bush as you read in chapter 3 and chapter 4. And the Bible says 
the lord called him for the purpose this portion i can never come across without mentioning one incident which really touched me and the lord was asking him would you please go moses said no lord chapter 4 verse 10 before or later i meet you lord i am neither good in talk nor smart in my speech but the bible clearly says he was a master in talks he was mighty in deed and word and he says no lord i am not good in speech what happened the 40 years of his lamentation 40 years of his agony 40 years of his burdens 40 years of his life burdens and life made him forget all the comforts all the knowledge of this world he became an empty man god said you have forgotten your studies you have missed out your knowledge but your calling is never missed out you are still in my plan you are still in my project you are still in my proposal your path can never decide my future do not worry i will be in your mouth chapter 4 verse 12 i am going to speak then moses would have definitely said lord please you find somebody and god would have said it's too late moses why lord you are already appointed what i'm appointed when even before you were born you are already appointed centuries ago millions of years ago second corinthians chapter sorry second timothy chapter 1 verse 9 titus chapter 1 verse 2 says we have been given the grace to serve him even before the time started began time even before the time began and ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 confirms that we have been chosen by god even before the foundation of the world moses you are already appointed what i'm appointed yes you are appointed even before you're born how is it possible lord yes you're born with an appointment order of god yes you're already born with an appointment God is not creating an appointment after we are born no he already creates appointment before you are born you are already appointed in my university my teacher asked me on the last day the common question it was children is anyone in my in our class already employed sometimes those days they pick up the students even do the final exams from the university nobody's hands but mine was up he was so happy and said john congrats you are appointed yes sir in which company in the kingdom of god when even before i was born and the professor got literally shocked and said okay may i know what's your pay i said what i need is my pay there is no fixed amount for me anything which i need the lord shall provide for me he said anyway congrats you confused me but still i believe that you are having something to do with god you are already appointed hallelujah you are appointed the life is an appointed life your family life is an appointed family life god appoints the people for three reasons appoints for a people for a purpose for a place when these things come together in order your appointment shall be executed with all the powers and wisdom of god in our life 
anybody who comes into the lord jesus is already appointed for the divine salvation my friends you be sure of something that you are an appointed person for a people for a place for a purpose i repeat everyone hearing this gospel tonight you're wanted by two kingdoms satan he wants it for a purpose for a people for a place and here the lord jesus he has appointed you for a people for a place for a purpose you are in between you can neither you can you cannot just go here for a day and there for a day either you are here or you are there but today i'm sure of some miracle there are so many people caught up in this border will be brought to the lord to this extremity of god's blessings and prosperity that they will be appointed forever for a people for a place for a purpose it's a mysterious god you are wanted you are demanded in the kingdom of god you are a man of want and you are sent for wanting people Moses was a wanted person in the criminal list who was wanted in the kingdom of Egypt to be for the execution and God sent him there he was wanted for a different purpose by Satan to execute but God took him there for different want to be fulfilled in the same world you are wanted to the same people to the same family you are wanted to bring them out wanted for a different purpose so far god releases you you're wanted in the bank because you could not pay the loans god takes you out you're wanted in society because you're mischievous god takes you out you're wanted in the society because your life was not good god takes you out you're wanted by certain people because you really hurt them and mis- behaved mischievously they want to take revenge on you they want to put the evil powers about you but the holy spirit says i am taking you out from the witch powers and jealousy and in mighty and the cold cases and also from the revenges of people i am taking you out because you are wanted here you are wanted more here than there god takes a man of want sending him to the people of wanting as a wanted person you know that you are a wanted person in this society Yes, you are wanted in your family, in your church, in your life, in your business. Jesus Christ makes you a person who is wanted over there. And the Bible says Moses was sent to the same place where he was wanted for a different purpose. He sends you back to the same place with a different demand. The beauty of God You have a great need for your own personal life but you become a supply to the demand of people. There's a demand and supply theory applied over here. I was once an economics student, economics student I was taught by the professors the theory of demand and supply. When I read the Bible it's applied for me. The demand and supply. If the lunch is ready by 10 o'clock people don't like it because they are not hungry yet. The lunch is served by evening 4 o'clock. They don't like it because it's already over. The lunch time is past. They cannot enjoy the lunch. Why? The lunch time is 12 to 2. So God is keeping you as a provision, as a supply to complete somebody's need for the right time, for the right place, for the right people. He preserves you. Our God is the God of contradictions. 
God always uses people in the contradictory way. Not the way they really want, they're expected to do. Can you just imagine prophet, I can just say, St. Paul, was such a great scholar in Hebrew text. And he was a Pharisee, he was full of knowledge. And he repeats about himself in chapter 9, book of Romans and chapter 3, book of Philippians. He was repeating about his calibers. The Bible talks about him so vividly that he was a person of the Pharisee sect, fully educated on the Hebrew text. But God did not use St. Paul to reach out the Hebrews. God did not want St. Paul to be used to convert the Jews. God never brought him to the same university where he studied the law to preach that to the lawmakers, scribes and the Pharisees, Sadducees. No. The Lord took him to Gentiles. They have no idea what is Hebrew. Then Paul was needed amongst the Gentiles. He was a Hebrew scholar. His Hebrew knowledge cannot help the Gentiles. But still, it was the will of God. contradiction St Peter was not knowledgeable in Hebrew text he was reading the Greek bible all through in his life that's why he was counted uneducated illiterate by the pharisees but god was wanting this St Peter wonderful man of his kingdom to be used mainly for the jews repeatedly the jewish community receiving the miracles and word and the guidances from St Peter all through contradiction why this contradiction when we are comfortable with one set of education we have a confidence in it assurance in it oh i can handle it oh engineering i can handle it oh this particular subject i can handle oh english okay i can handle oh tamil i can handle when you are familiar with one particular experience you have a confidence upon it you think you can handle it god breaks it the moment you think that you can handle it you are gone god always takes you to the contrary contrary people contrary society contrary linguistic people to break your confidence the more you think you can handle the more you be sure you cannot handle then paul really thought he could handle these jews he made two attempts in chapter 22 chapter 26 book of that he failed nobody got converted not even a single soul accepted jesus the same paul was standing everywhere chapter 14 chapter 16 chapter 17 chapter 15 even thousands of people come to the lord jesus book of acts god will always use you to the contradiction my sweet friends you may think that you're weak in language but god is going to use your language You may think that you're weak in your body, but God is going to use that body. You may think that you're so weak in finances. God is going to use the two coins which are in your pocket. Anything which is counted contradictory, thinking that, oh, with which I cannot go, only with which God takes you over there, because you are complete. So I come to this point. You, you become a completion in somebody's life. God completes with you. having an imperfect person and also 26 first corinthian chapter 126 says consider your calling none of you most of you are not mighty wealthy or educated but god has called you 
my sweet friends he called it from the contradictory background there was a zoology gold medalist some degrees in zoology <laughs> he became a ceo of a textile company i was meeting him one day he was from indonesia i said what's wrong with you yeah i got some good degrees in zoology i wanted to become a medical doctor after zoology but suddenly situation came i had to end up in a textile industry now i have learned the subject i have become ceo what a zoo scholar becomes the ceo of a textile company god that's god the subject you are weak with you are going to be blessed with anything that you that is contrary to your personal understanding is a choice of god you and my friends your child who is contrary 1128 book of romans he is contrary according to the truth he is against the bible he is against the prayer he against your word he against your joy he is against your understanding he against the devotion he against the ministry you are wondering what is this this fellow is against me in everything but the same verse says but they are beloved of the lord because of the fathers you think that he is totally useless gone contrary to you but jesus says no he is my beloved because of you he is contrary now that does not mean that he is there forever in the same way i will choose him he is an appointed person first corinthians chapter 7 verse 14 your child is holy because you are holy can you believe that but is acting contrary since paul was a chosen person but he was bruising all the believers the entire chapter 7 and 9 talk about it he was against god's people but he was a chosen man things will happen contrarily till the appointment time came but do not think that you are all rejected by god because of your present situation maybe in your heart you are not able to love god you are not able to follow jesus you are not able to obey his word that does not mean that you will be there forever the same way because god deals with the contradiction can you just imagine a man of great destruction a man who was literally troubling the church persecuting was an apostle there was an apostle inside already he had the call of an apostle but imprisoning all the believers he was having the call of a teacher he was just making the people blaspheme he was having the call of a prophet he was not believing the prophet sayings he was having the call of a great man of writing the gospel guy writing the epistles but he was just against the written word his past was contrary to the future even today you go through poverty it is extremely contrary to what is promised by you by the lord the contradiction cannot stop the blessings of god you have a wealthy bible but you walk through poverty contradiction you are preaching about the multiplication you go through the scarcity contradiction you talk about the healing of god now you go through sickness as contradiction you go through the you you talk about the great holiness of god righteousness of god you often fall in mistakes you talk about the glory of god but there is no glory in your own personal life you talk about the 
eternal joy of God but you go through so many trials with which you cannot enjoy your life many times you go through sorrows you're wondering why i go through sorrows contradictions can you just imagine how god deals with this contradiction he always interferes in that imperfections to make you perfect sorry complete perfection takes place in a gradual way it takes time the completion is taking place immediately you know that yes first peter 5:10 says after you suffer a while your god will make you established he'll make you perfect the perfection takes place hebrew chapter 12 verse 23 the spirits of the just made perfect so it takes time in your weakness may strength will made perfect so that means not perfect when it's needed it will may it will be made perfect in your emptiness is abundance will be made perfect but you're already complete glory to god say one hallelujah to the lord yes in the plan of god you know with all contradictions you are still a complete man god is going to complete this plan through you without you he is not willing to complete this project in this world plan in this world and secondly god makes you complete with all these imperfect people first samuel chapter 2 sorry 22 verse 2 i often mention this portion to you when david wanted to become a captain to run the army the lord trusted him with 400 useless people three d's are mentioned over there people of distress debts and discontentness they were in distress they were in debt they were discontent can you imagine three kinds of people the lord blessed david with to start But the same bible says first chronicle chapter 12 verse 22 the same army of god grew multiplied and became like army of god the same army of david the broken people the lord converted them made them to be an army of god the same fragile army feeble army became the army of god they could face any battle these 400 people could not settle their own laws they 400 people could not be content with what they had they were in distress and disappointments and depressions but the lord jesus used king david to bless them they became an army of god even today you may have church people in these three categories but god says they will become an army of god your family may go through these three days in distress in debts and disappointments but the holy spirit says i will make your family this broken family an army of god even your own body your own self is having distress debts and disappointments you are discontent but you shall become an army of god in midst of all be sure of something god will make you complete with all these imperfect people yes your wife is very talkative very nagging but she completes your life your children are naughty not obeying but it's okay still they complete your life there are so many things we think not perfect they surely complete our life without them 
you are incomplete if god removes all the imperfect people from your life i think you'll be the only person in this world if god removes all imperfections from this world okay imperfect trees imperfect house imperfect car remove all imperfect things from my child's life you will have nothing in this world god uses all these imperfect things to complete you so god uses you the imperfect person to complete somebody's life complete even the plans of god and god uses all imperfect people to complete your life say one hallelujah to the lord i was in laos it's near cambodia i can never forget this incident which happened the churches would always take place conducted between 1 and 3 in the afternoon for many reasons and um, they will worship in different levels secretly um even in church they can't pray as we pray those days now okay so there was no translators at all and finally they found out one girl teenager doing some school and she surely knows 26 alphabets of english language and somehow she her, her textbook talking about a for ant b for basket all those basics but anyway she was the only one knowing the language she could speak of course i talked to her what's her name she was able to converse few sentences but the textbooks were very simple she was appointed to be my translator that was there is no way she was the only one able to talk the local language and also some words can communicate with me and you know something if i say one word she will talk for 5 minutes i don't know what she would say if i say jesus loves you i was waiting for the end to continue my second sentence she would be talking 2 3 minutes i could not stop her and people used to cry they would shout hallelujah and they will do whatever they could do and finally i had a doubt whether she was a speaker i was a speaker too many healings took place and some of the meeting was over i asked her i'm so sorry to trouble you like this but i said just one sentence but how can you say for two minutes and he, she said brother john if you say that jesus loves you these people cannot understand so i have to start from the beginning the lord jesus who created the heavens and earth who came to the world as a man who died for you and rose up on the third day he still has a great compassion and love and he has a great care and he wants to do everything for you he is the one you can trust he loves you really so much that's what the translation said i said my god you are a theologian you are doing a great job then i understood Lord you brought this little child to complete my ministry whatever i could not say there she has already said and the lord jesus blessed me too many miracles the lord performed i talk to you why arrogant husband disobedient children the useless friends and also the believers who don't understand your vision all these people are around you my sweet friends you will be made complete by these people god is going to use them to bless you god is going to anoint them to come with you run with you 
though not perfect they are complete in jesus your son is a complete son he is not a perfect son your husband is a complete husband hallelujah he has been made for you but is not a perfect one maybe your spiritual friends and elders around you they are complete in the plan of god for you but they are not perfect in their activities they are not perfect in their attitude it's okay no problem everything around you is full of imperfections but they all make your life complete your journey complete your ministry complete your life complete moses was rejected by people but chosen by god even today my friends the more you are rejected by this world more you are chosen by god god has already chosen your education has already chosen your qualification he has chosen your body chosen your family chosen your prayers chosen your life chosen your calling he has chosen your past your present your future he has chosen your ambitions your passion god has already chosen for three reasons i told you for a people for a purpose for a place there was a queen called esther chapter 6 verse 3 and 8 she was lamenting sorry chapter 8 3 and 6 she was lamenting she was screaming falling at the feet of Ahasuerus's beloved husband the king of persia please do something how can i see my people perishing in front of my own eyes and the bible says if you read roman chapter 9 verse 1 chapter 10 1 and 2 second corinthians chapter 12 verse 28 My heart is broken for my people. My heart is broken for my people. I prefer to be accursed, separated from Jesus, for the sake of my own people. There Esther was crying. How can I see my people perish? Yes, and Paul was saying, I I prefer to be away from Jesus for the sake of my people. And there Exodus thirty two thirty two, Moses said, Lord, strike out my name from the book of life. If you cannot forgive my people please take off my name from the book of life and numbers 14 verse 19 he was screaming again please forgive them if you can forgive them and the bible says Deuteronomy chapter 9 from 9 till the extreme end the bible says Moses was all the time on the mount Sinai prostrated before God please forgive my people 40 days he was And also the Bible says if you read chapter 10 book of Deuteronomy 11 and 12 again he went back to God the second time crying out for the mercy he was pleading from 106 verse 23 says he stood before God and said please do something for me this rejected man this forsaken man change the mind of God the heart of Jesus God could not face this one man God could not say no to this one man. God could not deny the request of this one fellow. God said it's okay. According to your word, I forgive these people. According to your request, I will not punish these people. Compassion. The calling of God is having two components with which we are closing today. The compassion of Jesus has got two components. If you read Psalm 111 verse 
God is gracious and full of compassion. Psalm 112 verse 4. The righteous man is gracious and full of compassion. Same phrase is used even for the righteous man. And this man of calling has got two components with which we are closing. One is compassion and it is courage. Many people are compassionate but they cannot go courageously. They will be crying all the time without helping anyone. No courage to go out. No courage to talk to. No courage to do something for others. But they are very compassionate. Some people are very courageous. They can condemn anyone. They can preach anyone. They they can call sinners anyone. They can go out like Pharisees and do anything so fearful for God. But there is no compassion. The calling has got two components. Compassion and courage. The Holy Spirit is going to give you these two components tonight. You'll have compassion. You'll also have courage. I end with a very small illustration. A spiritual father of mine. He was invited to pray for a person who was dying. It was almost in the evening. He went and knelt down. And the Lord said, This man has done so many mistakes like this. He has betrayed me. He has blasphemed my name. He has brought ill will to my kingdom and to my people. And there was set of mischievous activities who brought dishonor to the Lord. The Lord showed everything. And finally he knelt down and said, Lord, it is true. But one day when nobody received me in this village, when the people are against the gospel, this man received me. He hosted me on the same bed I was sleeping and preaching the gospel to these people. Remember that, Lord. Because of this man, I could preach the gospel in this village. Because of this man, I could save some people from this village. At least that one act of kindness, remember. Please forgive him. Please forgive him. It was almost four o'clock in the early morning. Can you believe a man of that dignity praying for more than ten hours, kneeling down before a dying man? He didn't get up. Never had his meal. Then finally Jesus said, At your word, I give him life. But tell him not to behave otherwise anymore, but be a good child of my, my kingdom. Four o'clock, the spirit of death left him. He woke up like a little child. Compassion. It's not easy, my friends. It needs a lot of courage. Esther fell at the feet of her husband, chapter 8, verse 3. Pleaded, please do something for my people. And she went inside the court, risking all her life and future. You know that entire story very well. I don't want to repeat. The compassion with the courage. The Lord gives it today. And you are a chosen person. Rejected by your own people. Rejected by the commercial world. Rejected by your partner. Rejected by the bosses. Rejected by the bank. Rejected by the companies. Rejected by the countries. Rejected. Your visas have been rejected. It's okay. Still you are chosen for God. 
chosen by God, chosen for a reason, chosen for a people, chosen for a place. I am going to ordain you today with the help of the Holy Spirit of the Lord. You will surprise the way you will be connected to the place, connected to the people and connected to the purposes. In the midst of all your imperfections, the Lord shall make you complete. You'll be, you, you, your life will complete the lives of people and the plan of God. Three things again. People, place and the purpose. You have a people, you have a place, you have a purpose. Shall we pray? Let us close our eyes. Holy Spirit of the Lord, let your mighty calling be revealed unto my dear friends. The calling has got two facets, compassion, compassion towards the people, compassion towards the territory, compassion towards the purpose for which God has called us. But it's accompanied always with the courage of the Lord. Now we need compassion and courage together. We need the revelation and also the courage. We need the vision with courage to do it. Now, Lord, we just pray for a miracle to happen. The people for which your children have been created, the purpose for which your children have been led so far, and the place for which your children have been sent into this world, be established in Jesus' name. The company, the people, the purpose, the country, the people and the purpose, the ministry, the people, and the purpose be confirmed today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are a complete person in the plan of God, in the love of God, in the grace of God, in the kingdom of God. Yes, in midst of all your imperfections, you yourself is complete in Jesus. With you, the Lord shall complete his plan in this world. With you, God will complete your family. With you, the Lord shall complete your society. With you, the Lord will complete the ministry. With you, the Lord will complete His holy purpose on this earth. You are a person completed in the sight of God. Father, I just pray for my brothers and sisters. They are complete in Jesus. Thank you for that word. Bless them that they may be seen complete, healed completely. Let their healing be complete. Let their prosperity be complete. The process be complete. The ministry be a complete one. Hallelujah. I just pray for a completion to take place, Lord. The healing started already. Let it become a complete healing, Lord. Oh, the strength already taking place. Let it become a complete strength, Lord. The provisions already started, given to them. Yes, they're already started to be issued and distributed and provided to them. Let it become a complete one, Lord. I pray for a complete provision, complete healing, complete strength, complete vision, complete blessings of God upon their lives. Let my children enjoy the complete provisions of the Lord, for they are already complete in Jesus. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Be with us, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.